Hello, my love. Welcome to the Asian Women Mean Business podcast, hosted by me, Rapinda Kaur. I will share tools, tips, and experiences to help make your life easier, bolder, and happier. We will bring in guests who have lessons to share about life, purpose, and relationships, and how they overcome their challenges to create a life that they are proud of. My hope is that each episode will shine more light on your life and help you gain clarity on who you are, recognize your strengths, to empower you to become a powerful woman. Someone who knows her worth, who is confident about herself and her identity. A woman who is willing to evolve to become the best version of herself, not just for her, but for future generations. Are you ready? Well, let's get started with this week's episode. In my early 20s, I found myself really getting consumed by negative thoughts and falling into the downward spiral of pessimism and negativity. For example, if if I was hosting a party and, you know, 20 people came, but 10 people didn't come, I would be so focused on those 10 people that didn't come. What did I do to offend them? Why didn't they come? Were they having a better time somewhere else? It was all consuming. And if you're feeling like that, if you're ha- if you're trying to handle negative thoughts, I'm going to share with you in this episode some of the practical things that have helped me. I also think it's really important that we get help and we're not afraid to ask for help, that we remove the stigma and taboo around therapies. So when I found that these thoughts were becoming very intrusive and that I didn't have the toolkit or the skills to handle them, I went to see a therapist specifically a cognitive behavior therapist and I saw her for a while and so she there were some of the things that I'm about to suggest to you are things that she had suggested to me and that I've been implementing so I've got eight things that I do and the key with these things are that you apply them consistently this is a toolkit that you can go into when you're feeling in this place of intrusive thoughts that you can implement and try to use. Don't be afraid to go and ask for help. Do look into therapy. CBT was very, very powerful for me. I think it's really important that we openly talk about therapy and the things that do help us. So number one is find the good or help what's helpful in your situation. So when you're in a negative situation, in a situation that feels very difficult, if you've had a setback, if you've stumbled or failed, things might look really bleak. And that's when negative thoughts can really start to crop up and threaten to fill your view of the situation. Um, we probably, many of us have probably had this with the pandemic, with the uncertainty around our lives and livelihoods. So one of the things that I do is always counteract this thought by asking myself better questions. So rather than getting consumed with the thought of why me, what's happened, why has this happened and how terrible this is, I really try to reframe the situation by asking myself, what's one good thing about this situation? What's one thing I can do differently the next time to, to likely have a better outcome? What's one thing I can learn from this? How would my best friend support and help me in this situation? Who can I turn to in support in this situation? I always ask myself, what am I learning from this situation and not why has this happened to me? Number two is replace the negativity in your surroundings. What you let into your mind every day will have a bigger effect on you. So start questioning what you allow yourself in. 
ask yourself, what are the top three sources of negativity in my life? It could be people, websites, magazines, podcasts, music, media, so on. Then ask yourself, what can I do to spend less time with these three sources this week? If you can't find ways to do that right now for all three of them, then take a smaller step and focus on doing that with just one of the sources. How can you diminish that presence in your life? So is it listening to the news less? Is it coming off social media? Is it monitoring the people that you're around? Then spend the time you've freed up this week on more positive sources and people that are already in your life or that you want to explore and perhaps make a new part of it. So the time that is saved from not reading the news, not listening to the news, not um, engaging in negative social media. Fill that time with positivity. Number three, bring positivity into someone else's life. If you get stuck in negative thoughts or victim thinking, then one of the simplest ways to get out of your own head and the thoughts bouncing around in there is to focus outwards and on someone else. By adding positivity to their life in some way, you can start to feel better and more optimistic too. So a few ways that you can do that is be kind, give someone a genuine compliment, hold open the door or let someone into your lane while driving, help out, volunteer your time, your energy, your um, skills, your money, give some good advice that has helped you, smile at people, buy some extra items and donate them to a food bank, leave someone a positive note to find. One of the most simplest ways that I do this, I give myself 15 minutes every day to go onto social media and only leave positive comments that are going to uplift and encourage others. It really makes me feel good spreading that positivity and joy into others' lives. Number four is thought stopping. This was something that the CPD, CBD therapist suggested, and I thought it was really helpful. When you notice that negative thoughts or images are starting to enter your mind, actually say stop to yourself. If you're alone, or even if you're with someone, you can say it out loud, but can also be very effectively when you say it just in your head. If you prefer, you can use language that's stronger than stop, such as get out of my head or maybe even something a bit more colourful. For people who aren't as moved by words, images can be really powerful. The classic example is a bright red stop sign that we see on our traffic um, signals. So you can picture that coming in your mind's eye when intrusive thoughts begin to appear. There are also some more direct approaches to thought stopping. For example, you can try the old classic of splashing your face with water or just change the direction of your thinking. Some people like to count backwards from 100 to 1. So if you feel a thought, a negative thought coming, you say stop and you start counting backwards instead from 100 to 1 and that retrains your thought. And what we're doing when we do that is we're, we're engaging in neuroplasticity. We're engaging in new neural pathways. Our brain has formed this pathway, this neural pathway that is engaged in negative thinking. Those pathways are very, very strong. If you imagine what a brain looks like, you know, we have the grooves in our brain. That's our neural pathway. And in order to counter those thoughts, we need to engage in something called pruning, which is when we stop those thought patterns and start to break off those ties and then we replace them with something else. So thought stopping is very, very effective at that. 
Number five is enforcing boundaries. If you've lived with negative thinking for a very long time, it can feel unrealistic to just suddenly expect yourself to change your approach. In this situation, even affirmations and thought-stopping techniques may seem uh, merely delaying the negative thinking for a later time. So if that sounds familiar, you might want to spend a couple of weeks at least enforcing boundaries when it comes to negative thinking. Again, this was something the cognitive behavior therapist taught me, and it was really powerful at the time. And the idea here is that you choose a fixed, limited period for allowing your mind to entertain negative thoughts and that you commit to forcibly stopping or fighting them at every other time of the week and day. So maybe it's 10 minutes at 5 p.m. every evening. And you tell yourself at five o'clock, I'm going to sit in my bedroom, my living room, and I'm going to think about every negative thought that comes into my mind. And so when the negative thoughts pop up at 10 a.m. or at 3 p.m., you say, stop, I will come to you later. I'm going to come to you at 5 p.m. And then when you're reassured that you will have time to consider these thoughts, you may find that they seem less powerful and have less potential to dominate your mind and day. Many people find that they can't even think of anything when they come to their scheduled time to allow contemplation of negative thoughts and that this actually helps them to break their pattern. Like I said, I tried this in my early 20s and it definitely helped me. Number six is writing and destroying. If your negative thoughts are linked to a specific strong emotion like fear, anger or jealousy, try letting them all out in writing. Use a pen and paper and really express all that pent up negativity. You can then choose a way of destroying this paper, symbolizing your commitment to moving on. For example, you could tear it up, crush it up, turn it into a ball, burn it, scribble all over it, bury it, submerge it in water. Those who aren't keen on using words to express themselves can use anything else, which is an artistic endeavor. So, for example, you know, you could sculpt representation of your negativity with um, something like Play-Doh or sculpting um, putty. You can paint it. You can then destroy it or change its shape. And that's a very tactical, very physical representation of what you're feeling and thinking and then you're destroying it. The point of this technique is just to get some kind of physical representation of your negativity so that you can then banish it in some satisfying symbolic way. Number seven is change your body language. Take a moment to observe your body language. Are you slouching with a closed stance? Are you frowning? If you are, you're more likely to think negatively. Negative body language can lower your self-image and lead to a lack of self-confidence. In that emotional state, it's only natural to start having negative thoughts. Sit up straight in a confident manner. Open your stance and smile more, even when you don't feel like it. Professor Amy Cuddy has an incredible TED talk. I think it's been watched over many million times now. Your body language may shape who you are. And the idea is that It's not just our thoughts that dictate our body language, but our body language can dictate our thoughts and how we're feeling. And so for us to feel more confident, optimistic and positive, if we engage in the body language stances that she advocates, she has seen a direct correlation try it. It may just work for you. I know that I love the Wonder Woman pose. I often do that and find it works for me. 
Number eight is practice affirmations and gratitude. Have you forgotten all the good things that you have going for you? Sometimes in the daily grind, we lose focus on all the ways that the things are going right in our lives. So if that's you, then you need to retrain your mind to focus on all the good that is happening around you instead of the bad. List everything that you're grateful for, no matter how small they seem to be. Don't take anything for granted anymore. Sometimes the good things in our lives are right in front of our faces and we still fail to see them. I often practice gratitude in the morning and in the evening. So I start the morning by thinking of uh, five things that I'm grateful for. And I always in the evening think of five things that I'm grateful for that have happened that day. All the research shows that gratitude is directly linked to positivity and optimism and happiness. That if you practice this simple act of expressing five things in the morning, five things in the evening, if you do it for 21 days, there will be a direct link to how happy you feel. And the impact of that happiness lasts for six months. Who wouldn't want to take those odds? Try it. It works. And then the other thing that I often do is practice affirmations. And so I'm very um, keen on I am affirmations. I'm keen on reciting them as loudly as I can by stating as many positive I am statements as I can. I am positive. I am courageous. I am loving. I am happy. And while I do this, I'm going to give you a bonus tip. I practice something called emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping. If you go online, go on YouTube, you'll find very simple scripts and very simple videos that show you a tapping technique for negative thoughts. And the idea is that we have certain energy points in our body that can directly correlate to how we think and feel and act. And by tapping on those points while reciting powerful statements. We can move our thinking. I was very cynical about this when I first heard of it, but I thought, why not? Why not give it a try? What's the harm? Let's see if it works for me. And it absolutely did. I thought I was going to give you eight tips. I actually gave you nine powerful tips on how to handle negative thoughts. Here is the thing though, don't just listen to this podcast, do the things that I've recommended, actually try them out and then do them consistently. Don't do them once and come back to me and say it didn't work. For example, with the gratitude, you have to practice that for 21 days. Why not use the month of March to tackle this and consistently apply these techniques and let me know how you get on. I would love, love, love to hear that. And until next time, my sister, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Do subscribe, leave a review and share. It would mean the world to me.